Sir, we've had a little problem. These two women are just arriving. They objected to giving up their weapons. Klingons do not surrender their weapons. Who are you? We are Lursa and Bator of the House of Duras. Hello and welcome to the Duras Sisters Podcast. We are not Klingons, but we are sisters. And I'm Ashlyn. And I'm Rihanna. And today we are talking about the finale of our Death Fakeout series. That's right, we are talking about Lower Decks. Lower Decks. Lower Decks. Lower Decks. Lower decks. <laughs> we made it. I'm Woo. so happy we're here. Ashlyn and I are both wearing Lower Decks shirt. I'm wearing my Sensors shirt. Ashlyn's wearing her Lower Decks uniform. So. Thanks, here, Nanny. It's my Christmas gift from my grandma. Calling out. Uh-huh. Thanks, Bev. <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Ashlyn, who are we here to talk about today in Lower Decks? It is the Shaq's party. <laughs> Shaq's party. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, I just want to note that everyone in the world is excited to talk about Shaq's for this episode. You might hear a car or some of Rihanna's neighbors like playing really loud yeah. music. And that's because they heard that tonight we were recording about Shaxx. And so they were like, oh yeah, let's play the music. Let's get Mariner up here. She's got to play for <laughs> talent night and let's jam out hard. You're right. It's just like literally the first day we moved in here, they were playing so loudly already. We were like, oh, okay. <laughs> so sometimes they like to join us during the podcast and I apologize. Yeah. It sounds like a good song. So <laughs> I hope they're enjoying their life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is the pinnacle, Ashlyn. This is the final one. We are here at the end of Death Fake Outs, and we are here for the last time in a while, at least, to ask our question. Who's the weirdest character? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, the question is, whose death, if anyone's from Lower Decks was permanent, would most affect the crew? This is a hard one. <laughs> I think I am going to go, though, with Captain Freeman. And I'm mostly basing this off of spoilers, end of season two, seeing their reactions to her leaving the ship. Like, of course, they feel betrayed they weren't told and everything. But I think that as much as Freeman may, like, boss Mariner around, Mariner goes against protocol, I think that seeing them in crisis situations is insane to see their chemistry come out to see freeman's like captaincy come out even more it's just so interesting and i think that her dynamic with the crew works really well and it would not be the same show without captain freeman great answer yeah it's hard to choose a character in lower decks for this question because we see so much of the crew that actually Like, no one would mourn that much except for their close friends. And so, yeah, it's hard. I feel like bridge officers are generally the ones who would affect the crew the most. But yet, when we're seeing this perspective of everyone in Lower Decks, they might not even know the bridge officers that well. So it's a really interesting question. I think you have a perfect answer with Captain Freeman. I definitely agree with you that it would be really hard for the crew to continue. The loss of any captain is very difficult And they've really gotten close with all the shenanigans going on with the Cerritos. I am going to say Mariner because I feel like she is kind of the glue between, oh my God, the glue once again. Saru is the glue. Mariner is the glue. glue. Um, But in this case, the 
the glue between the bridge officers and the lower deckers because she has this connection to the captain somehow she's able to kind of buddy up with ransom and like get to know him more get to know the whole bridge crew more she has some times where she's even served with them like done ready room briefings with them and everything and also of course she's just beloved as a lower decker and so many people throughout the quadrant know her because of all her various escapades so i feel like it Mariner's one of those underground characters that actually would really affect a lot of people because of how popular she was. Yes. Is. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Thank you, Ashlyn. That is a beautiful answer. I, we love Mariner. We and, love Mariner. You know, it's so funny that, like, we're, we're talking about how Lower Decks has so much focus, of course, on the Lower Decks characters. And then Shax is our only death fake out as bridge officer yet again, which is so perfect because then it does again fall into the trope that bridge officers die and come back a lot. Yes, and I think this is a glorious death fake out in every way because obviously Lower Decks is an animated show and it's a really funny one, like extremely lighthearted. It could be a comfort show, you know, like yeah. it's just an it's just a wonderful show to watch. And so because it's a comedy, you don't expect the stakes to be very high. But they have just a seamless way of weaving in and out of these really like tense moments to really lighthearted scenes. And I think the whole finale of season one, which is no small parts, really does a beautiful job of that and also follows kind of the trope that in a finale of an episodic show, you have some kind of cliffhanger to get everybody to come back to see the next season of episodes. And I think Shaq's death does a good job of that because first of all, I'm, I'm going to start diving yeah, into it a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think he has one of the best and most heroic death fake outs of all of them that we've seen high quality death fake out. This death occurs because Rutherford had to download the data from the Cerritos onto the Packlet ship and Peanut Hamper wouldn't do it for uh-huh. him because she's the worst. And so they have Peanut to send Hamper. they have to send Rutherford because he has his implant and Badgie was able to whip up a program that would yeah. stop the Packlets. Because he's always monitoring comms. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and because Rutherford says he's going to go alone, but Shax is like, I'm security officer, you're my baby bear, I'm not allowing that. Shax goes with him in a shuttle. And full fireman carries him over his back to fight through the Packlet. Well, exactly, yeah. So once uh, they're on the Packlet ship, Rutherford thinks he can download it in time, but Badgie turns on him as Mm -hmm. expected. Um, No, slowing to a crawl. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And so Badgie's just chaotic as ever. And so he decides to explode the ship as Rihanna said, Shaxx literally fireman carries Rutherford, throws him in the shuttle. And my favorite part is that he pushes the shuttle, like the, the shuttle is crashed into the Packlet ship. Yeah. He physically pushes it out with his strength. And it reminded me of um, episodes we've talked about, like in the family series, where Worf is like picking an impossibly heavy beam off of yes. Alexander. And people oh. are performing extraordinary feats of strength because they're trying to save someone and they're in such a desperate need. And I really got that vibe with Shax. And also this is his favorite way. Like he would love to go out like yes. this, you know, he's, he's not a Klingon, but he really gives me that like Klingon energy, you know, yeah. of like, I will go with honor. And like, well, yeah. yeah, I mean, he was fighting Cardassians all his life on Bajor. So yeah, it really shapes him. He's yeah. a warrior for sure. 
Absolutely. And even Mariner says that I hope where he is, he's full throat screaming in someone's face and ejecting a warp core. Yes. Yeah. Me too. (laughs) I just think this is the best possible death fake out for for Shax, for any character. I would love to go out like this. (laughs) Oh, it's incredible. And incredibly sad. You know, I think I was shocked at the end of the season, especially since we're getting a finale again we talked about it like the stakes are so much higher when it's a finale or a movie or a series finale (laughs) if they're like doing something crazy so Mm -hmm. i think that the the funeral part of this is really great we get like his you know the sort of spock casket and the, the starfleet flag and i love that freeman is the one to save his earring you know like on her shelf it's really sweet that that's her way she's like i'm keeping a memento with me of him yeah, I love that too. And also, I I kind of like that they didn't go full Spock. Like they didn't have the yeah. someone playing the bagpipes or the whistle because that I feel like would have been too much of a like imitation of Wrath of Khan. And so I'm glad they just had like classic funeral. They're taking it seriously because this is a really sad moment. I'm with you that I was really really sad about this. And I think Shax was someone who was kind of starting to creep up there as one of my favorite bridge officers. And of course, when he died, he became my favorite (laughs) because I was so sad that he was gone. Especially the way he died. He's like holding him. He's like, hang in there, baby bear. (laughs) Just like crying. (laughs) Sorry, my throat even cracked. Cry. so sad about (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it, it takes three episodes for us to even know that he's back from the dead. And so I think that this is a brilliant one because not only is Lower Decks imitating Star Trek by killing off a character at a season finale and you're like, oh no. And then they're not coming back. You're like, oh no. And then bringing them back. Like this is so Star Trek. I just love it. And this is of course the episode we will always have Tom Paris. Yes. I also just want to throw in there that this is kind of a middle of the road way of doing this death fake out and I mean that because in older like Berman and Roddenberry era Star Trek we had death fake outs that never lasted longer than an episode and so now um we've talked about so much so far in the series that Alex Kurtzman and quote-unquote new Trek has been killing off characters bringing them back sometimes seasons later sometimes like multiple episodes later. And so I feel like this is a really good balance because we only get two episodes without him. And I think it's it somehow does like solidify the death fake out, you know? It's like, how are we feeling on the Cerritos without Shax? Also, we don't have Boimler the first couple episodes. It's kind of beautifully like on the line between being episodic and kind of having a little plot um like from episode to episode which is so similar to next generation and of course everyone who's working on lower decks is a huge star trek nerd and i just feel like it's a perfect feeling of that where you have a little bit of feeling unsettled because characters are being shuffled around but then finally by the third episode when you're almost used to them being gone you get Boimler back on the ship and you have Shax back on the ship yeah I love we will always have Tom Paris because Boimler's code isn't working and so he feels like a ghost wandering around (laughs) and then meanwhile Shax actually isn't a ghost he's really alive and Rutherford is being driven insane trying to figure out how he came back. <laughs> yes. And I think there's this tiny, tiny hint in the beginning of the episode when Tendi 
and Rutherford are first talking, and she said she got passed up on a promotion by Escher because Escher cured the captain's Tyrellian death syndrome. I'm thinking <laughs> so much about For the World is Hollow and I've Touched the Sky. Oh my or God. Like any, you know, McCoy has this terminal disease. There's no way he's going to live if he's alive. <laughs> and fine. Yeah, it's just like that was perfect little like, hey, there's going to be a death fake out. And then there was like, here he is back alive just in the mess hall, you know, like, <laughs> like nothing's wrong. Yeah, I love that, Rihanna. And I hadn't even thought about that. I missed that line, but that's so true. Like, yes, Lower Decks has all the tropes, and they're not passing up this one at all. No, not at all. Rutherford is so funny in this episode. I absolutely love how he's just like, I am so determined to figure out why or how he came back or just like what is going on. And everyone else around him is so calm about it. Like Mariner is like bridge officers are always coming back from the dead. Even him and Boimler, like Rutherford is talking with both of them about this. Just like, I need to know. And like, how, how would he come back from the dead? He exploded on the ship. And I love that then they start talking about like Mariner and Boimler go back and forth. So then Mariner and Boimler go back and forth. So first, Boimler's like, it was probably a transporter buffer. Mariner says, yeah, or restored Katra, or a mirror universe switcheroo, or a Borg rebuilt him. And then Boimler says, or he could be the future son of an alternate timeline, or maybe he got Genesis device, or time remand. And then Mariner says, or he was trapped in the Nexus, and and Boimler, Nexus time remand, same thing. And so <laughs> this scene, this banter back and forth between them, and just Rutherford watching both of them hearing all of these ways they've come back, I was like, they mentioned so many and there's still so many more, you know? Yeah, this is essentially our whole podcast series in a couple yes. of sentences. So I'm so grateful mm -hmm. for this scene. I laughed, I always laugh. I, I think it's amazing. And yeah. It, yeah, it's just Star Trek calling themselves out and Lower Decks is great at this. This is like Star Trek's episode as an ode to death fakeouts, you know? Like, I was so glad it's our finale for... It's a perfect, it's you know? a perfect way to go out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so after that, Rutherford is just obsessed. He's consumed. He can't even do his work properly. We know he loves yeah. working. Yeah. Um, he is so distracted trying to figure out how Shax came back. And I think also this is heavily because he was saved by Shax and he feels guilty, similar to how Picard was feeling about Data, because literally it's the same scene, essentially. Yes. He feels guilty. But again, this is what Shaq says later, is like, this is my job. My job is to yes. save you. So, yes. like, you're an ensign. I'm, you're, like, I'm a lieutenant. Also, I was shocked at the funeral. It said Lieutenant Shax. Yeah. I felt like that had to be a mistake. Or maybe he's just so amazing, he got promoted to be, like, chief I mean, of Worf, security right? as lieutenant lieutenant wharf just oh here. dang i guess you're right okay yeah yeah well and this is nice. the cerritos it's not like as high ranking but still yeah the d had it so yeah that you're right if the d has it we all can have it i guess yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. any lieutenant can be chief of security well i mean isn't that motivating like if you work hard enough as lieutenant you too could be a chief 
Absolutely. So I'm so glad that Rutherford finally decided to confront Shax about this. We see a really funny scene in engineering where another random yeah. person uh, confronts, Cody. yeah, Cody yeah. confronts Shax and is like, oh my God, you're alive. How did you come back? I'm so happy to see you. Shax yeah. breaks down crying. Yeah. Poor guy. He's triggered by yeah. the guy's Bill question. sends him away. Like he sends him off the ship. He sends him, like, I don't know if it's off the ship, but for, like, a, um... Oh, for reassignment. Yeah, for re... For, well, I thought it was to, like, not engineering or to, like, be oh, working on a different yeah. day or something. Okay, but maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's so <laughs> upset. He's like, get off the Cerritos. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I could see it, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love that scene. Yeah. So, yeah, so this is what's preventing Rutherford from going up to him. But in the end, like, it's driving him so crazy. I'm so glad he confronts him. Like, yeah, so Rutherford's going crazy trying to think of how he came back. And I love that, like you're saying, it interferes with his work so much that he's having these visions. And Shax is like, I fought my way through the multiverse. <laughs> and, like, there's all of these different Shaxes surrounding him saying different things of, like, no, I was a Borg. Actually, I was a... I was in mirror, so mirror. Yeah. 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 I love when he, I love him in the ISS outfits from the mirror universe. Yes. Like the, that's really spot on. Um, yeah. We got Borg shacks in this scene. We have like, he's dressed up in all these different outfits. It's amazing. Wait, what did you think this one was? A microscopic civilization brought me back to life to harness the power of my body with a tiny Dyson sphere. Was that inner light? No. It felt like something TNG. Or yeah. Really it felt like relief. <laughs> really niche <laughs> i would i hope someone could tweet us and yeah please let us know wait maybe should i try to look it up i mean it does sound like um rick and morty honestly yeah that's what my brain went to but then i thought of tiny civilization was also moriarty's little hollow tidy oh my god <laughs> yeah i don't think it's anything yeah so i don't think it's a reference um, according to Memory Alpha, if I'm wrong, please someone tweet us or Instagram us. Yeah. We, need, we need to know. Yes. And I love the last line. One of them says, in the Nexus, it's always Christmas. <laughs> yes, I was <laughs> laughing. Well, and then a bunch of his voices are overlapping. And my favorite is he just keeps saying, mirror, 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 yeah. mirror. <laughs> yeah, he's like, mirror, mirror, mirror. <laughs> Once they do finally have a conversation, Shax, you know, tells him, don't worry, it's all good. And then he says... It's not because you're low-ranked. It's not because you're an ensign that I'm not telling people. It's because no one should have to know what happens after death. Like, we're trying to save you from those facts. Yeah. And Scientific depravity. Yeah, and he said it's going to change fundamentally who you are as a person. And without hesitation, Rutherford's like, okay. Tell me, tell me. <laughs> yeah, tell me, tell me. What I have, so, like, basically everything Shaq says is, like, after death, you, like, go on the Black Mountain, which is a spiritual battleground, and you will fight three faceless apparitions. And then it starts fading out, and yeah. Rutherford just hears, like, thunder and lightning. <laughs> yeah. I found the full quote. And so he goes, where you have to fight three faceless apparitions of your father, and after which the surviving father makes you cut your heart out. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not Stovacore. <laughs> nope. That's something worse. Well, and I, I just love it, too, because he goes literally like, oh, well, you've heard of the Black Mountain, right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. So I love that we're canonizing more death fake out, like, possibilities with scientific depravity. Like, Starfleet must have brought him back, which reminds me a lot of um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., but anyway, that's for... Well, I'm thinking, day. like, search for Spock, like, search for Shaxx, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah, because really wanted to bring him back. someone must have gone to the Black Mountain to get him, is all I can think. Also, I wonder if this is only a Bajoran place that he's in, the Black Mountain. Mm -hmm. Because he talks about, like, the scientific depravities, it makes me think, no, like, everyone goes to the Black Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> but I am wondering, because the the Bajoran people, like, take so much stock in religion and in the prophets and everything, it seems really interesting that that isn't even brought up in, like, this tiny 10-second yeah. um, scene that they have know, where he's talking about it. stuff. Yeah, because yeah, I do, I, I am interested, you know, we've talked in these episodes about the afterlife and what the Star Trek characters think is possible. Yeah. Um, I would love, I'd love, y you know, to see what's going on there. Yeah, like the Black <laughs> Mountain, actually, I would not love the Black I Mountain. would not want to fight three apparitions of my father. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah, Rutherford is pretty scarred after hearing that, and... Mariners going on and on about like oh you know they just don't tell us because they don't trust us and like and he's like no maybe it's because they want to spare you from the poor <laughs> and they're like nah they just suck you know yeah and it just poor poor Rutherford but I'm glad he found out and I'm glad that he was able to get peace with Shax you know and most of all glad that Shax's death was a fake out because I just am so glad we get more of him you know yeah I think he's a really awesome part of Lower Decks I love his relationship with Ta'ana that they kind of have going yes. on Shax perfectly fits my archetype of like strong characters who are in touch with their emotions or like himbos. some of yeah himbos exactly who are they're some of my favorite characters so I'm so glad we have um Shax aboard Lower Decks adds such a great dynamic and yeah. I'm so curious to see if we have any more death fakeouts coming. Lower Deck season three is coming. Yeah, August 25th. So we are so excited. Also, we can kind of swing in our Patreon right into Lower Deck season two. So we are going to be talking about all those episodes coming up in the next, I think, like in two weeks or less. So yeah. we are very excited about all of that. We are very sad and excited to be finishing the death fakeout series. It has been a joy. I've loved talking about this. I've, we've talked about some of the best Star Trek episodes, a lot of episodes we've never talked about before in the podcast, which is great. Yeah. And I am absolutely ecstatic to begin talking about First Officers, which is the next series that we will cover starting next Ooh. week. Next week. <laughs> That's insane. Like... You all are not ready for the Spock talk that is about to go down. Oh my gosh, yeah, ultimate Spock talk. It's going to be a, like, marathon episode. I think we'll be here for, like, three days recording. Yeah. <laughs> Got to take breaks for food and rest. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's going to be crazy. Oh, man. <laughs> Ashlyn, before we go, can I name all of the himbos that I know you love? Yes, please. <laughs> um, I was thinking about it. Armstrong from Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood. Yes, uh, Beast from X-Men. Mmm. I forgot. I do love him. All Might from My Hero. All Might. Da, da, da. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and then of course, Shax. And kind of Worf, but he's not as much of a him. I love Worf. Yes, it's yeah. very true. Um, there's a lot more anime characters. There's a lot more. Yeah. yeah. But those are the ones I get off the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's my character trope for sure. <laughs> love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, Rihanna, what a what a blast. I love ending with Lower Decks because it's an ode to death fake outs and we have a perfect little cherry on top for this season. So thank you to listeners. Thank you to our patrons. 
Also, something we would really love is if you could take a moment out of your day to review us on Apple Podcasts. Having five-star reviews, maybe a comment is very exciting and really helps to get our podcast charted. So please just take a second out of your day. It really helps us out. Also, I just want to remind you that if you want to listen to any of our Patreon episodes, you can donate any amount per month. We are going to be having some changes coming with the Patreon, so you should probably like hop on before things change. I'm just saying, like, get in ahead. And you can have access to all of these amazing bonus episodes. I don't know if people realize, but we have 30-minute Patreon episodes, which is a lot yeah. longer than a lot of other people's Patreon episodes. So please go check that out. We really appreciate you, our current patrons. We are just so thankful for your support. And... All of our fans, we're so lucky to have you. We're so lucky to be a part of this Star Trek universe. So thank you, Rihanna, for potting with me and for being an amazing Star Trek sister. Thank you, Ashlyn. I'm so lucky to have done this whole Death Fake Out series with you and many more to come. So thank you all for listening. Thank you, Ashlyn. And good night. Thank you for listening to the Dura Sisters podcast. Please tune in next week for the first episode of our first officer series where Ashlyn and <laughs> where Ashlyn and Rihanna will talk about Spock in Star Trek the original series. <laughs> Are you just so excited you have to so interrupt excited. the outro? <laughs> when you said that my heart would have fluttered. <laughs> Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and check to see our suggested watch list for our upcoming episodes. Also take a moment to check out our content on Tumblr and TikTok, and especially our merch on Threadless. All links can be found in the bio of any of our social media pages. If you like what you've heard today, please leave us a review on whatever platform you listen. By donating any amount per month, you can become a monthly patron and unlock our exclusive reviews of Lower Decks, the animated series, a review of Galaxy Quest, and Star Trek Trivia. You can find all of this and more at patreon.com slash the Dura Sisters podcast. If you would like to contact us for any reason, please do so at the Dura Sisters podcast at gmail.com. So far, we have covered these podcast series, pilot episodes, family, love and affection, time travel, villains, movies, feminism, and death fakeouts. If you haven't heard a particular series yet, please go back and listen to any of these amazing episodes. Social media and marketing, done by me, Ashlyn Gelman, and Rihanna Hurd. Editing is done by Rihanna Hurd and Ashlyn Gelman. Our intro and outro is by Jerry Goldsmith. Yeah, I think she, I think Jayla's the only non, like purely non- uh, like sexually interested. Um. <laughs> what? <laughs> that's not what I meant. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant.